Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Yukiki Cast podcast, Yukikipedia podcast, episode number two, featuring the one and only Super Devo 0001. Of course, as always, I am your host, 1Ted59, same guy from episode one. Hello, Super Devo, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty swell. Got a pretty good interviewer or interviewee lined up. Good, good. You know, you, <laughs> you love to see it. A legend such as Devo on the mic. Dang. So, we always start with these introductory questions. For those of you, for the viewers that are not really involved in SM64 and might not know you very well, at least on the tasking side, who are you and what do you do? What's your claim to fame? Well, I'm Super Devo 0001 and uh, I make tool-assisted speedruns, and mostly of hacks and stuff like that, but also of the original game as well. I'm probably most known for making that one tool-assisted speedrun that just sort of involved slide-kicking for six and a half hours, but I've done a lot of other stuff as well. Okay. Slide-kicking, six and a half hours is a pretty long task, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, so, a quick question I wanted to ask. You've Called a lot by Super Devo, but you also have this other name of Dark Knight Three One Four One. What's up with that? Well, Why I you got two names. I kind of wanted to change my name a long time ago. I kind of thought the Super Devo name was a bit, a bit old, a bit too cringe. But I accidentally got, I kind of got too well established as Super Devo, so I can't, I can't change it anymore. So I just kind of ended up stuck in the middle in limbo with both names. And that's the worst. You're stuck in the middle of two places. You don't know which one to pick. People are like, hey, Devo. Hey, Dark Knight. And you got to say hi to both of them. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I'm mostly Super Devo these days. I'm still Dark Knight on Twitch, but at some point I'm probably going to change that. Maybe. It is pretty easy to change it nowadays, at least. Yeah. So, how did you get into the big Super Mario 64 community, especially with Tassing? What was your progress there? Well... I started off being interested in in the whole Mario 64 thing way back in around 2015 time. I found I found Pan and Coke's channel. That's I was certain, as we all did. Yep, a lot of people start from the same place, but although I didn't start from Watch for Rolling Rocks, I was there before Watch for Rolling Rocks. I found him through which one was it? I think it was Deep Freeze, No Buttons Allowed, or something like that. And huh. In the deep freeze, no button allowed? Yeah. Yeah, that was around 2015, I think. I was searching for... I, I seem to recall I was searching for a video on a Super Mario 64 DS glitch or something, the inferior version, but I I just... Panna's video was in the recommended. I watched it, and I gradually got more interested in his stuff. Then I got more interested in other people's stuff. Started watching Sonic Packers stuff. Started watching Homer Funky Ness. Other people like that. It's easy. Got to give a shout out to him. Subscribe to him, but subscribe to CSE, of course. Indeed, but I gradually started to get more into it, and then eventually just decided I wanted to make something of my own. So I started doing that over summer while I had time, and yeah, gradually it just sort of spiraled from there. I just got more into it, and then eventually getting involved with the community itself. That was that was in 2017. I first well, I entered the task competition in 2016, but I didn't really. I wasn't really involved in the community then. I just sort of you just did my entered. own thing. Yeah, I just entered that one time and just sort of did my own thing every now and then. But then, which task did you enter? That was task nine. It was the second to last one, and I came ninth, which was one of the worst. But 
I was a beginner back then, so that's all right. And then yeah, that's fine. And then yeah, I joined the Discord server sometime in March 2017 because Timestopper was doing her own competition, and uh, I was just curious to find. I was just curious to see where that was being run, and yeah, Ethan sent me a link, and I joined the server from there, and then I've sort of been involved in the community ever since. Dang, yeah, that's pretty standard. Uh, pan and video, uh, task competition, uh, Discord, and it just evolved from there. Seems to be a pretty common thing. Yeah, it's a good way of getting in. Yeah, at least you did participate in 2016. Most people are like, oh, 2018 and onwards. Yeah. Guess, right. guess that makes me quite old, but you've been... Quite up- old. Oh, what an oldie. Over oh, four years. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I know you've been, you've been doing this a little longer. Slightly. Not as, not as long as you'd think, actually. Um... All right. Enough about me, though. I can be interviewed by somebody else in a later <laughs> episode. So, about Davos' past. Next section. Davos' past section. You might not have seen these questions because they're relatively recent. Um, you've gotten a lot of credit, at least in the task community, for that one tutorial you made, episode one. Oh, yeah, that thing. How to task Mario 64. So, my next question right now... When is the next part of your other tutorial series, The Very Basics of Java? Uh, that wasn't the question I was expecting you to ask there. I was expecting you to ask the question that everybody asked, which is when is part two of that task tutorial, which is... Oh, that's lame. That's... Everyone would... I'm not your normal interviewer, Devo. Fair enough. I don't know... Well, I don't know if I'll ever touch Java again, to be quite honest. It's... I haven't used it in a long time. So I do apologize to any of my uh, Java programming fans out there, but... Yeah. We all got into Devo through that Java vid. But anyways, <laughs> on an actual question, when is the next part of the actual tutorial vid? Of course. Uh, that's. I'm hoping to do that in summer, because I did the first part over Christmas a year ago, but then because I, had, because I was doing that and another video at the same time, I sort of burnt myself out and lost motivation to keep working on anymore. So it's taken... I've, been, I've then just been busy, 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 but over summer... Looks like I'm going to have a lot of time, so... Oh, with yeah, any especially luck, in this summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's good. Yeah, burnout's a real thing. Don't burn yourselves out, everybody. Trust yeah. me. Don't overdo it's it. It's my April Fool's video. Don't <laughs> promise to do too much stuff and then not have time to do it. That's good general advice. Yeah, pro tip. Don't start your video series with part one. Make the first one and then make a part two. That's how you avoid burnout, because then people don't expect it. True. That's just a pro tip. So, another question. On to something that's completely not related to Mario at all. You've been a huge fan of this thing I like to call space. And space-related stuff for a while. So, what is your favorite space thing? Your favorite thing in the cosmos. What is the thing you like the most? That's... I could read that question in a lot of different ways. I'm going to I'm going to say that in terms of things to look at through a telescope say, I would say the best thing is probably Saturn, planet Saturn. Just you can see the rings, you can see you can see even even a couple of moons around it. It just looks like Saturn and it's gorgeous. I'd say that's probably my favorite to see. Have you seen it like in person? Yeah. Seen it many times. Dang. I assume through a telescope. Yeah. I've seen all of the planets, actually. 
Dang. Well, have you like half seen Pluto? Does that count? I've not seen Pluto. It's that thing's just too faint. It's technically doable, but no, I've not seen it. You could just see like a smudge. It'd be a dot at most. It just looked like a faint star in a in a field of faint stars. Very easy to pick out, obviously. Mm, not so All much. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's switch bases right now. We've, that's all the Devo past questions I could think up. Um, right now, you have... Let's switch bases onto the Mario section. The people that all want to see all the Mario sections. You have made a couple Mario tasks. Including, of course, the legendary Desert Mario 64 in six and a half hours. <laughs> as well as some... Uh, you know, less popular tasks such as Super Mario and the Cursed Castles yeah. in less than two minutes. So, as far as those tasks, which one would you say is your favorite, or which one would you say is your favorite task, favorite project that you have done? Oh, that's that is a difficult question. Um, I think my favorite might just be the. In terms of hack projects and stuff like that, it might just be the casino bingo slide task, which is of a level based on bingo highway in the game Sonic Heroes. And uh, it's basically one giant set of slide levels. But what makes the task interesting is that I, in order to keep gaining speed, because speed's capped when you're sliding, I always bounce off the side over and over again. So I, I land on the side for a frame, then bounce off it, and just keep repeating that process. And... It makes for so quite like slide an, grinding. Yeah, it makes for quite an unusual task. So it's Dang. it's quite unique. So that's I like that one. I'm sure I'm sure Stick will edit a bit a little snippet of that in right Stick. Dang, that's a cool task. I do have to admit that's one of my favorite tasks you've done, if not only second to, of course, the legendary six and a half hour task. <laughs> uh, doesn't so, doesn't Mario's fun in its own little way? Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one, uh, that's a bit of just copy and paste inputs for hours. Yeah. So, switching bases again, after every question I have to say which bases you're switching to, of course. Um, what is your progress for doing one of these ROM hack tasks? How do you decide this one, I'll do this task, I'll do this star, and what is the progress you do in terms of Let's. I have to do this, this, etc., etc. Walk me through it. I usually, usually, I'll just start playing the hack casually. I like playing through the hacks and stuff like that, and I'll mess around with some tricks. See if you know. See if see if there's anything cool. See if there's anything that could make for an interesting task. And then, if I find something that interests me, then then I get to work on it. And I'll, I'll start testing ideas and things like that. Just making sure that the overall route works. Making sure that I can task whatever things going to be going on then i'll go back to the start i'll start i'll start recording at the beginning and then just do it step by step find the best movement for every part things like that just you know try all the different movements you know is, is it better to long jump than long jump or is it better to yeah jump dive recover dive recover slide kick or something like that and then once i've got that movement down i'll try and uh, do it again with optimizing all the really small things like the quarter frames and stuff like that I'll just go back and that'll be like the final version and when I do that I'll make sure that the I'll make sure I set up the camera how I like it as well just to 
make it look good. And I basically just repeat that procedure over and over as I progress through until eventually, obviously, I get to the goal. Dang. That sounds pretty good. Shout out to Tassie. Mm. What is your which ROM hack would you like to task that you haven't or that you won't? What's one one of your favorites to just play through? Um, I'm not. Uh, I think my favorite to play through non task so far has been the uh, Zatar Attack Two by the Gale Ninety Five. But because I've I've done a lot of I've done a bit of speedrunning of that since I tried to go for the world record in the any percent cat in the any percent warp plus category and I didn't manage it because someone else managed to utterly demolish that record so that I oh, don't no. have a chance anymore. Thank you, Phantom. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's just a really fun it's a really fun hack. It's it's a linear hack so you're going in a straight line, exploring new places and it's fun to speedrun as well. There's loads of cool tricks and things like that to do. I did actually do a task of one dash one of it but I've not I've not done the rest of it just yet. Okay. Dang. Well, that sounds like that'll be a good project to watch in, like, two years. Yeah. <laughs> so, another tasking question here. Why do you task? What's the big point? What is the reason you like doing that versus just playing a game normally, like, 99.99% of most people? Well, I mean, for Mario 64... I've- do enjoy it casually, but what I enjoy the most about it is just that problem-solving aspect, that using how the game works to try and optimize it, to try and make it as quick as possible, try and make it as perfect as possible, to and to figure out new ways of doing it and things like that. It's like a mental puzzle. I mean, if you if you ever look back at how I did the how I saved the frame in Bowser in the Fire Sea a while ago, the oh yeah, that was a legendary frame save. It was a big save. Shoutouts to doubt us for saving the final few units but uh, yeah the thought process that you have to go through I just I liked I like doing all that I like trying to puzzle and logic my way through these things plus just creating cool tasks they're just really satisfying to watch when they're done and you can, when you make a cool task it just feels really good to look back at plus it's always fun to to find where the limits of stars are and things like that. Sometimes when you see, you know, people in the speedrunning community doing single star speedruns and stuff like that, sometimes it can be interesting to try and push the limits of that. And I've found saves that they've then been able to apply in real time to shave frames as well. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot wow. of fun things. So it's essentially like more of being a puzzle solving aspect of how do I optimize this fully rather than how do I. Um, get the muscle memory and actually grind to be able to do it RTA. Yeah. I mean, I like doing the muscle memory and grind as well because it feels, it feels good to do in real time too, but yeah, that's why I like, that's why I like doing tasks. There we go. So this one was a question that was a request. What are some common myths about tasking that you absolutely hate? Top 10 worst tasking myths. Well, there's... There's one that I've got to go for. There's one that I've got to say. There's the it's the obvious answer. Tass is cheating. The obvious myth. It's not cheating. It's not. It's not. No, because Wait, tassing isn't cheating. What? No, because tass, oh, no. tassing isn't cheating when the rules allow tass. Tassing is its own thing. It's only cheating if you try and make it something it's not. That's true. Big shout outs to Morimoto. Mm. 
Boromoto back in 2003 made, I believe, one of the first tasks for Super Mario Bros. 3 that wasn't really well labeled hmm. and wasn't really mentioned that it was a task. And that's where I think a lot of the big, um, what is it? Where a lot of the things about tasking versus speedruns comes in, because as you said, they're not really supposed to be the same thing. They're meant to be ones that optimal. Yeah. If you could play perfectly and move your hand at 60 frames per second in every single possible way, this is what you could do. Yeah. It's out there to say this is what's technically possible. This is what the game allows, not what humans allow. Which is exactly. obviously an interesting field in its own right. Like if we had robot hands, or could just think up, hey, press A button and move to 220.50 on the analog stick, this is what we could do. Yeah. Anymore, or is that just the big one that just irks at you? That's that's just the big one. Um, I suppose I suppose another thing that I've kind of heard before is about like re-records. I heard this a lot with when I did Desert Mario because people were saying that you know I used how many re-records did I use? I think it was about four thousand and something. But people were thinking that I was crazy enough to go through and try to think four thousand and something times. So, you know, multiply <laughs> like six. The whole time. Yeah, multiply six and a half hours by that, and oh, no. what is suddenly that? you have someone more patient than me. You have someone that's like devoted their entire lives to testing this one ROM hack <laughs> that only came out a few days before. Yeah, that's like that's like a thousand days of just testing. That's crazy. Yeah, like straight. What three? Just over three years. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's not that long. As I mean, people, the average life expectancy is about eighty years. It's not that long in comparison. Yeah, just let's see, like just a small chunk of your entire life just devoted to Desert Bus. Dang, <laughs> Davo really gives it his all. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, but and just to be clear for anyone who doesn't know, re-records. You only go back to a save state somewhere a little bit further back. So, you know, quite often I'll, I'll be going back only one or two frames to then continue from there. That's that's what re-records actually mean. You're going back a bit. You're not going back all the way to the start. Exactly. It's every time you load a save state, um, it adds a re-record, basically. Yeah. So, so you could load a save state like a frame ago, 160th of a second, or 130th of a second. Which game am I talking about? 130th of a second. <laughs> Um, or all the way back to the very beginning if you really messed up, but that's pretty unlikely, especially yeah. if the task that's six hours long. Yeah. Dang. So, next question. You've tasked some pretty sick things. Obviously, um, the frame save in Bowser in the Fire Sea. Um, Zero Attack rebooted, or rebooted 2, that two stars task. Um... He even helped on the one key task. So, what is your next big project that you're working on? The secret Daver project that we're hearing live um, on Yukiki Cast. I'm afraid to say that right now my secret project is like real world work. It's exams and stuff. But after that's done, I've got a few ideas of things I want to do. Um, I've recently been trying to play through Super Mario Treasure World. It's a it's an extreme ROM hack, so it's a real, it's a really difficult one. I've been slowly trudging through collecting some of the stars. I don't know how far I'll get, but there's a couple on there that catch my eye. I'm not saying they'll be big projects, but 
but not necessarily short stars either. So this should this should yeah, like, be, be pretty cool. Dang, yeah, that's gonna be. I always love Devo Test. Make sure to subscribe to this guy. By the way, I'm sure that there will be a link in the description of this video. Shout out to Stick. Yeah, that's to subscribe a, to Devo. That's a good idea. Subscribe to me while you're here. I'll upload something again eventually. Maybe even part two of the tutorial series. Maybe. Dang. Let's go part two of the Java tutorial series. I'm so ready for that. I need to learn how to do Java, Devo. Okay. So, on to the next category, really. And this one is much different than tassing. It's actually ROM hack tassing. Why is this a separate category? <laughs> um, so, you've tasked a lot of ROM hacks. What is the appeal of tassing a ROM hack versus tassing the vanilla game, especially for something like Super Mario 64? Because you mentioned your progress for like doing ROM hack tasses, and you mentioned that you love doing them, but what makes vanilla different to you? Well, for, for vanilla, it's most of the ideas have already been tested. Things have been done for years upon years upon years. First one back in 2007, then a huge one back in 2012, 120 stars. They've all, they've all been done to some extent, and there are still some new strategies that come up every now and then, but for the most part, it's just about optimization and things like that. Finding small saves in the same route, in the same strategy, that just make it a little bit faster, which I do find fascinating. I've already mentioned about the one key thing I did. That was something well in that line, but for the uh, in the ROM hacks, it's quite different. It's, it's an open space. There's an awful, awful lot that's not been done. No, nobody's had time to go through every single hack and find all the cool stuff, and new hacks are released all the time, so... It's just, just like the speedrunning hack that was just released. You should test that one. That'd be pretty good. Mm. But yeah, there's new hacks, new stuff, and new things to test. So... Hacks can be good for like routing and stuff like that, and finding new ideas, finding... and find, Just finding new cool stuff to do instead of doing the same stuff cooler. And so hacks and vanilla have different appeal. I, I like doing either sometimes, but yeah, hacks just... are more open-ended, basically. Yeah, less structured. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And chances are, because there's so many hacks, less people are going to be like, "Hey, I saved one frame." Yeah. All right. Next question. So basically, I already asked this question, but which is well, no. Let's switch it up. Which is your least favorite task that you have ever made in any game? Well, I mean, I've only tasked one game at this point. I don't, I don't think I did. That is untrue. Most recently, day in the. Oh wait, that was an any percent speed run. That was an eighty percent speed run. Wow, get destroyed, Ted. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've speed run things other than other than Mario before. Usually, like smaller indie games and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I've so far only tasked Mario stuff, but least favorite, that's... Part of me wants to give it to Desert Mario, just because it's Desert Mario, but... Uh, that is true, that is fair. In some ways, I did quite like how that one turned out. It, it was entertaining in its own really dumb way. It, it was like a journey, it was like an adventure, and having that thing running on the stream, it just felt good. Lots of people watching it, lots of people seeing what was happening, but... Uh, as for the worst one, probably it's probably going to fall to one of my really early ones. Either that, that's fair. Either that or my contribution to 
one of the Releasio tosses. Oh, that's that's yeah, that would be the worst. All of your contributions to the Releasio <laughs> tosses are the worst, actually. No one should ever watch any of them. Releasio <laughs> one's alright. That one's a good toss. Releasio two is an absolute nightmare of a hack to make a toss of. Releasio three is just stupid. What makes Releasio 2 harder than Releasio 1? Releasio, for those of you that don't know, by the way, is essentially a meme ROM hack developed by Kays, where everything is told, and that's all you're going to get. And the game physics is completely messed up to make it as unplayable as possible. But uh, Yeah, and it just gets worse. <laughs> it, Releasio 1 is legitimately interesting to do, because the just the way it messes with things is quite interesting. It makes quite an unnatural, quite different way of tasking to regular Mario, but is still interesting. Releasio 2 is completely stupid, because Toad kind of oscillates in position very, oh, yeah. very rapidly. And it's global time dependent on everything. You can't hex anything in because of that. So, it's ridiculous. And it took me way too... I mean, something as simple as... Because I, uh, I did Bowser in the Fire Sea. I did the Bowser fight for that. But even something as simple as... Uh, Collecting the key on the first frame possible was legitimately annoying because I couldn't make <laughs> because you kept oscillating back and forth. Yeah, I couldn't tell where I was going to be. I kept oscillating back and forth, and if I moved at any decent speed, Toad was just going to go flying off the screen. So it it wow. took me too long. But yeah, wow. those ones are a nightmarish set of tasses. Watch them. Yeah, watch them I... at your own risk. I would highly recommend uh, watching them and then never watching them again. Turn down the volume as well when you do that. Word of oh advice. yeah, there's there's a lot of loud um, toad. Shout out to Case for making all those. What a excellent ROM hacker. Those are, I think those are the best. It's probably his peak. Uh, <laughs> probably his peak for ROM hacking. I would agree. Definitely <laughs> the best ones he's ever done. The last impact? Mm, eh. Releasio? Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. All right, so now that we've finished the ROM hack tasking section, which was basically the entire tasking section, let's switch gears once again. We have a lot of gears to switch here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are prepared. Um, what is the task competition? Oh, yeah, the task competition is a, well, it's a competitive tool-assisted speedrunning thing. It's basically, we set a task. We ask you to do something random like, I don't know, Enter or starting from the warp in Womp's fortress, collect uh, well, break three wing cap three wing cap boxes and collect any star, say, and uh, mm -hmm. you then get two weeks to to create a task that completes that as quickly as possible, and whoever's task completes it fastest is the winner. Makes sense. Um, so how did you get involved with that? Because you are one of the admins of that. You are, do help run the things. How did you get involved into that level with these task competitions? Um, it started out quite simply, really. It was, initially, it was Silent Slayers and Ethan White that were setting everything up, and Silent Slayers was asking around the server, saying, you know, anyone interested in running? And I just said yes. I was kind of interested in running things at that point, so I said yes. I'm not entirely sure I expected it to... I expected to still be doing it for a whole two years later and still be admin and owner of the server now, but... Oh, wow. Yeah. It, that's basically just how it began. It was, began quite... I don't know, quite small time, quite 
anticlimactic, but then just the whole thing just blew up. It was great. That's true. They did start getting like hundreds of viewers live and thousands of YouTube watches later. Yeah. So congratulations for all that. I know you put in a lot of work and a lot of hard time into those. But at the same time, on to my next question. In half the top task competitions that you personally entered, you managed to get top 10. In the other half you entered, <laughs> you got last place. How yeah. does this happen, Devo? Um, <laughs> Explain this to the audience. Uh, there's several things. There's effort, for one. Sometimes I put in a lot of effort. Other times it looked like we were going to be at, say, 59 submissions and... I wanted to make sure we hit 60, so I did something in the last 10 minutes. There's also... I don't know, 59's pretty good. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, that's, Sorry, a, keep going. that's a good number. Um, the other reasons, I'm quite unpredictable with routing sometimes. I don't tend to spot all of the routes whenever I do anything, so sometime, sometimes that's fine. Sometimes I'll still hit upon the best route. Other times, nope. I just... I get a really, really bad route, and I absolutely messed the whole thing up and I created unusually clean run for almost last place. That's that's the main other reason. That's unfortunate. Well, either way, you do get top half a lot of the time. Or not top half, like top ten a lot of the time. So yeah, I don't think you really have much to worry about. Sometimes. Sometimes I have a lot to worry about. Sometimes I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, at least in the task competition, I mean, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> just as long just as long as it's not any tasks involving uh, too much sliding or anything like that, I am not good at those. Next task in Princess Secret Slide is what you're saying? Let's go. Oh, gosh. But hey, I, I found <laughs> I found Starbounce cancelled there. I, I could save two frames that were never saved before. That's true. You did save... You actually saved time there, which was so cool. Actually, let's get into that. Because... Let's get into that. So, Star Balance Cancel. Would you believe that is your biggest contribution to the vanilla game? Or in the how would you rank that? It's I'd say it's the most interesting contribution, possibly other than in the last couple of days I managed to I managed to become the first person to perform uh, the ceiling BLJ that Pan and Coke figured out to skip the to skip the 30 star door as an alternative to the SBLJ. He thought it was probably going to be TAS only, but I found a setup that could be done and I ended up pulling it off. So that's that's another thing that is probably going to be up there in the vanilla stuff, but yeah, Starbound's Cancel is up there with that as well. Those are so walk me through that. How does that work? How did you find that? Uh, the setup... And what is it, first of all? They should probably explain what it is first for people that don't understand Starbound's Cancel. Oh, the Starbound's Cancel. I actually found that in... well, work on the... Uh, casino bingo slide task that I mentioned earlier because basically I was at the end of the task and trying to work out how to collect the star but I found, I kind of did one movement that went high up and it collected it in a normal amount of time it all seemed fine, then I found another route that seemed a bit faster but then suddenly I was losing 20 or so frames I think it was even huh. even though it should be faster I was losing that many frames and I just kept testing things for a while, and I was just like, why the heck am I losing 20-odd frames until I realized... Where are these going? Until I compared the runs side by side, and I saw that the star wasn't bouncing for some reason, which eventually I, I just sort of guessed, well, maybe it's because I was up there in that higher area. I've got nothing better to try, so 
I found another route that was at least as fast as the first one, but also went up that higher area, and sure enough, the star, did, the star didn't do the bounce, and it saved the time again. And then, after that, I thought, well, if that happens there, can it happen anywhere else? Can it happen in the vanilla game? So, and the only place I thought of for that was Princess's Secret Slide, because the star was spawned by the same mechanism. It was a it was a timer that you had to reach the checkpoint at the end of, so mm-hmm. I set myself up, tried to, using hacks, tried to get myself as high as possible, and sure enough, it worked. And I was quite surprised by that. And then I figured out how to do it without hacking and made a task of it. And then when I released the Casino Bingo Slide task, I also released that comparison. That I also made a comparison at the same time of bounce versus no bounce, and that got everyone looking into it, and then then we figured out what was going on. Dang. I wish I found a glitch like that. <laughs> mm, time stop. Was that Maybe. yours? Maybe. Yeah, basically. Um, nice. So, the, one of the cool things about Star Bounce Cancel specifically is that for the longest time, all the stars in the 120-star speedrun were different, varied, complex, like, cool. And then there was these two stars that were exactly the same. Yeah. Basically the entire time uh Princess the both stars in Princess's Secret Slide. Um and now with this advent of this new technique that Devo pioneered in this ROM hack test. Um nowadays they actually look pretty dang different. Because yeah. for Star Bounce Cancel you have to be much higher than just sliding down backwards like the original route. So it actually is a lot different. Big shout outs to Devo for finding that glitch. Thank you. But yeah, that's. I'd say that you know the two the two frame save is all right. It's a two frame save, but finding a much cooler looking strategy that's a lot. That's worth a lot more. That and is true. That was true in the uh, wonky thing as well. I actually got a comment from someone mentioning that you know a lot of effort going into saving a very small amount of time, but not for the wonky for the BLJ list, but for the BLJ list task project, the 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 dark world entry. It saved a short amount of time, but it made it look a lot cooler. And at the end of the day, that's yeah. that's the important thing. What is that that you're mentioning for the audience? Yeah, the BLJ lists uh, any percent task. There's there's a new one in the works. It's saving a lot of time. Hopefully, we're going to get it into GDQ whenever that happens. But we're hopefully hopefully we're gonna we're gonna try. But if not, it's going to be up somewhere anyway, and it's. It's going to be cool because it saves a lot of time. I found that method of entering uh, entering Bowser in the Dark World early. Shouts to Tyler for the overall mechanism of it, and then MK Dasher found the fast way into Bowser in the Phi C, well, into Die Die Docks, and then Phi C. Yeah, yeah. And then Dylan and MK Dasher have optimized the other bit as well. It's long story short, it's looking a lot better. It's so we've saved a lot of time and we've made it a lot more entertaining. So, yeah. Oh yeah, it's what, especially versus long or not long versus wall kicking back and forth for like two minutes. Yeah. So wherever that gets shown, get hyped for that. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that thing being done. I'm looking forward to it too, especially because if it's at GDQ, I'm probably going to be the commentator for that. Yeah. That, um. That's going to be pretty good. Yeah, big shout-outs to uh, me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so, back to the task competition questions, now that we got sidetracked with all these glitches that you've discovered, <laughs> pioneered, shown off 
to the world. Um, this is a question that someone wanted me to ask Josh last time, but wouldn't have been a great question for him. If someone still wanted to c- compete in a task competition after the end of the task competition in 2019, where would they go for SM64? Well, I would recommend going to the uh, Speed Task Competition server, which is like the regular task competition, but you have only an hour or two hours, depending on the task, to complete it. It's it's a fun little it's a fun little competition. It doesn't take too long to enter, and yeah, I'd highly recommend going there. And also, I'm going to say, hopefully, I'm allowed to say this. I know you uh, don't kn- go too much in detail. <laughs> I know, Just hint at it. I know you know about this, but. Something's com- Something else might be coming up soon. Maybe. Something else, maybe. We're working on it. Yeah. Exclusive Wikipedia podcast first mention of thing. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there'll be more information by the time this is out. If not, then maybe I'll have to delete this bit of audio. No, no, no. Well, we're being coy. We're being coy enough. Okay. I think. I think we're being coy. Okay, so that was the end of the task competition questions for us. Let's see. On to the Mario General Rapid Fire section. So these are questions. Just try to answer them as best as you can. We can go into more detail. It doesn't have to be Rapid Fire. Um, what is your favorite bug, glitch, exploit, etc. in SM64? And why is it Astral Projection? Um. Well, Astral Projection is pretty good, but... Uh... What is my? F- that was a pun about you and space, by the way. Oh, I never actually noticed that. How did I miss that? But uh, <laughs> anyway, that is a good question. I that's a difficult one to answer. I do apologize for this not being particularly rapid fire, but oh, it's okay. It's this is last time. I think this was like the longest section of the entire thing. Ah. So don't worry about that. That is a good question. There are a lot of. There's a lot of options. There's so many glitches, so many tricks, so many things in Mario 64 that I that I could that I could pick here. I'd, maybe I'll I'll go I'll go simple. I'll go with the BLJ because the backwards long jump was kind of the one that started it all. It was the first one that seemed to catch a lot of people's attention, that really kickstarted interest. That you can chain these backward long jumps, build up a ridiculous amount of speed, and then just break the game. And it's still That's awesome good. to this day. That's true. A very good pick. That is... I mean, you you can't really think of SM64 without thinking of the backwards long jump. How much different would this game be if they happened to be like, oh, wait, this is multiplying speed and it's there's no cap? Well, it would be Shindo. It would be Shindo. And <laughs> how much... How many people like playing on Shindo? <laughs> well, the BLJ list whip is work in progress is being done in Shindo. That is true. That's, that is true. That's like the most attention it's had in years. Yeah. Well, there was the big... The last big Shindo task was the Shindo 120-star task, which was pretty cool. True. But It's basically yeah, just it's... an excuse for doing BLJ-less tasks. Exactly. Anyone that's like, eh, I'm not a big fan of actually tasking BLJ. Let me try something else. Yeah. Or people who really like weird spinny star... Well, uh, pole grabs. Pole grabs? Yeah, it's the what? thing... Oh, in... Uh... In Shindo. In... Where you grab the pole... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mario Funnily just enough, spins. They actually figured out that the original release is probably bugged, and Shindo is actually the unbugged version of it, of pull grabs. They found <laughs> that through decomp. That's amazing. Some of these programming so that, errors. Yeah, it's like, man, I'm kind of glad that this is bugged, because Shindo grabs suck. 
Yeah. And then this thing, this thing's like, oh, the remember that smoke texture that you've been used to for years? Oh yeah, that's corrupted. Remember how Cooper? Yeah. Remember how the Cooper Trooper has uh, like pink underwear? And I mean, that's yeah, no, that's, that's appeared official <laughs> since. But no, that's just a bug. That's just a corrupted texture. They used the wrong format or something like that, and it didn't work. <laughs> there are some it's funny bugs. Great. I love it. That's why this game's so yeah. fun because it's it's fun to break. Once you've played it properly, it's fun to then just take it apart and break it in as many ways as you can and see what pops out. Exactly. Like, for me at least, the fact that it's a really polished game, but that there are, like, generally, this isn't always true, obviously, but glitches don't really happen unless you're out, like, looking for them. Yeah. Like, that you can exploit them, but unless you're, like, looking for them, obviously there are occasions such as getting stuck in a soft lock from taking damage in Hazy Maze Cave, but for the most part, it's really polished, and there's just so much things to break. Yeah. And even some of the things that you can break are breakable in a polished way, like cloning. Any other game, if it had cloning, would crash. It's just Mario 64 just happens to have everything set up perfectly so that you can transfer one object to another without losing some information that corrupts everything and destroys the whole thing. Yeah, it's cloning is you can do so much with cloning. You can get Mario wings to the sky without wearing a cap. Yeah. And it's wow. There's so there's so much I could go on and on about Mario glitches, but that's not what people are here for. That can be in a later video. Yeah. <laughs> that good rapid fire so far, I think. That was rapid fire. Very number rapid. One. <laughs> very <laughs> rapid, very fire. Well, we did talk about the fire corruption bug. Smoke corruption, rather. But all right, on to the next one. What is your favorite task competition run? I have in my notes here. Do not take "I don't know" for an answer. Um, I believe my favorite is probably the one that. Which one was it? I have I have that written down because I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to remember it. But it's Dargus's. <laughs> uh, Dargus's task sixteen in twenty eighteen. I was never going to remember that number. That's the one that was in the. Uh, that was in Snowman's Land. He won the comp- He won the task. But what makes that one stand out? Oh, with out- the hyperspeed punching. Yeah, that's what makes it stand out because it was the first tallest. It was the first task in van- to use the hyperspeed punching for speed in vanilla. It's it's like a whole new discovery that happened within the competition, and it's so it blew my mind on the day, and it. And it, it's still amazing. You can amazing. hear my reaction of blowing my mind. You can go back and watch the vibe. Yeah, it's it's just so unique. It was so good. I mean, it had been I, coming for a while. I actually thought of something quite similar, but never thought of its use in the task. I never actually entered that one. But yeah, I, I wasn't ready for it to happen. I wasn't ready to yeah, see it, that happen. It was so good when it did. It's definitely really sick. Like. For those of you that don't know, hyperspeed punching is a certain trick with sloped surfaces and uh, shallow water and punching not really having that good of a speed cap. For some, no, it builds speed up weird, and you can just get a lot of speed really quickly. And Dargas, Tesseract, uh, used it for really the first time in that task competition, and it it's a joy to watch. Sick man should probably edit that in right here. Going into the warp. Punching. Looks like he's going all the way over here. Punching on whoa, getting a bunch of speed from those punches. Very original route, going all the way over, just getting the speed there with some punches. What the heck? It's called hyperspeed punching. 
I believe. That is actually a very new technique. Discovered recently. Thanks, yeah. man, for all the hard work you do. Yeah, it was. It's an amazing. It's an amazing trick, but initially it wasn't thought to be that useful for, like, speed tasks. It was more for ABC and stuff because they were trying. They, they always tried to do it using slopes that were just barely steep enough, but not so steep. Not so steep that you started sliding. But you can also do it in water on a steep slope, which that's that's how it can be done fast because then you can use a way steeper slope that has way higher acceleration, and that's what made it possible. Yeah, like that 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 slope in Snowman's Land, pretty dang steep. And yeah. I do say so myself. Shout out to Dargoss. Subscribe to Dargoss. Yeah, highly recommend. Highly recommend. He's he's pretty crazy. What a guy. Yeah. All right. So on to the next rapid fire question. I'm sorry for asking this question, but what is your favorite Mario meme? Ah, uh, that's a hard question. I don't know. There's a few. There's a few I could go for. There's. I mean, there's the one that everybody knows, but because everybody knows it, it's gone so stale that it's no longer. It's no longer worth it. But. Well, which one is that? It's just basically all of the memes that you can possibly put pull out of Watch for Rolling Rocks. Yeah, that's. Yep, I agree. Uh, I hundred percent agree. I'm not very good at remembering all the Mario 64 memes to really pick a favorite. I guess my favorite meme vi- I'm going to say that my favorite meme video is probably the is probably Plush's thing of Hitler reacts to uh Bowser in the Fire Sea being not being zero A presses. That was just too well made. <laughs> that was a pretty well made one with the classic uh, Hitler reacts meme. Yeah, with the one video in dub subtitles of Bowser in the Fire Sea. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that was around the time when Bowser in the Fire Sea was saved on WeVC only. Yeah. Dang, how long ago was that? At this point, that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's been Jeez. a while now. Hopefully, we, hopefully we'll get it on actual console at some point instead of just having to use essentially an emulator error, but. Yeah, at least it's something. That is, at least it's something. Yeah, at worst case, we could toss it on Dolphin. Yeah. Uh. uh, mm, I don't know about that, (laughs) but it is. That was a really cool time. That was a really cool time. Yeah. I just remember it happening, and I caught onto that conversation quite late, and I just could never quite believe it was happening. It all just seemed too surreal, too. It just happened so quick. Yeah, like someone was. It was. It was kind of silly how it worked too. A guy came into the uh, SM64 task server, and he was like, "Hey, um, my fire sea is pretty weird. Someone look at this." And his platforms were just raised out of the lava, <laughs> and everyone was like, "What? Uh, what? How did you do <laughs> yeah. this?" And it turns out he just accidentally left his game on on WeVC overnight, and because of a rounding error um, that is works differently than the original console, the platforms in Bowser and the Fire Sea actually go towards the center of the stage really, really slowly over time. Like, it takes pff, at, like, a full day or something, something like that. No, it takes even longer. It takes, like, a week almost. It's, um, just, it's a couple of days, I think, if you're using 
to get to get high enough so that you can use vertical speed conservation to get up to bypass the pole and that. But yeah, to get up to the actual pole's height is about a week, I think. Yeah, I remember because they actually did it at the GDQ after that. Someone brought a Wii, left it in their <laughs> hotel room, and just did the actual thing in zero A presses. That wow. was a pretty cool video to watch. Yeah, that's impressive. I, I, still, I, I still remember when se- there were several people grinding for it at the same time, just leaving their Wii VCs running at the same time, streaming nothing happening for two days until eventually they go for this dive recover, which half of them missed. I didn't even make it there. I died. I got squished by the moving <laughs> things next to the higher up elevator. No. That was a classic clip. <laughs> I was actually the first one doing that, so I would have probably won. Dang it, I lost the race. Uh, yeah, Ethan got it in it. the end. Yeah, Ethan. Was it Ethan or was it... No, it was Barry that got really close but, like, fell off and died. Yeah. I think that's actually the most viewed SM64 clip on Twitch. Yeah, it is. I remember that. It's It got a ridiculous amount of views, but how did it get more views than Ethan actually doing it? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's that seems really weird to me. Like it has 250,000 views. Jeez. That's it's, it's what That's phenomenal. It's it's the most of the entire game in the storied history that it has. It's not even that good of a quality clip. <laughs> like it's so blurry. <laughs> oh no. Okay, back to rapid fire. Yeah, this, this... rapid fire is taking like 10 minutes. This is great. Next up, what is your favorite Pan and Coic 2012 video? Um, I think I'm going to go with Floats for that one. Because it's... I mean, I love all of Pan and Coic's videos. He's done so many great videos explaining tricks, explaining stuff like that. I've learned a lot from them. When I was learning myself, I learned a lot of techniques from them. I mean, they watch for Rolling Rocks for all of its memes. It did kind of teach me how parallel universes work. But uh, That's true. The thing that makes Float stand out to me more than most of the others is that it isn't necessarily just Mario 64. It's, I mean, it's obviously set in Mario 64 and explains it in the yeah. context, but yeah, yeah. floating point numbers, it's such a general concept and it, it covers it perfectly. And with demonstrations that, the demonstrations that he does with the fish were, they would, I'd imagine they'd be very useful to anyone trying to learn how numbers work in, on a computer. It's significantly more general than most of his videos, even if it is in SM64 context. There's a lot you can get out of it. Yeah. So that was a really good pick. Dang, I wasn't even considering that. All right. So that was that was a good pick. I do really like the fish. What a what a great fish. Let's see. Next question. Hmm. Last of the rapid-fire questions. Are you ready, Davo? I'm ready. All right. Last of the rapid-fire questions. What is your favorite task of all time? Of ah, all time. That's a hard question, but I suppose I should really go with one key, just because of how much, how much of a monumental effort went into it, how much technical detail, how much precision, how much... You know the simulations they had to do to the Tyler did to get into the vanish cap under the moat. The massive, ridiculous effort to get the moat skip PU route and stuff like that. The, 
just the sheer absurdity of every single bit of it that could only have been explained fully by Bismuth in that video. Go check that out. But uh, big shout out to Bismuth. Check out that one key task explained. Yeah, uh, the because that's essentially the task submission text because that was never finished. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it's been like five years, Tyler. Where are you? Come on, Tyler. But <laughs> yeah, it's such a ridiculously complex, complex, advanced, perfect task. So much went into it. So much. And it got so much out of it. It's, it's found a. They had a whole new skip. It had, it's just got everything in a really compact yeah, it was, package. It was pretty crazy. Like I believe for one key, I I think Tyler put the physics of the game in an Excel spreadsheet, just like the Mario physics. This was before decomp, by the way. Just completely into an Excel spreadsheet, just to be able to be like, all right, let's route parallel universes. Yeah, and it it blew my mind back then when I was watching him do that live and it still kind of blows my mind even now that people would go through all of this work just to make a task in less than five minutes. Yeah. People don't understand how much work went into that. It, it was so much. Yeah. It, One Key first came out just as I was starting to get into it just as I was really just as I was a watcher at that point but I was so hyped for it and I absolutely loved it when it came out. It, it was brilliant to watch, and as the years have gone by, and as I've actually sort of come to understand most of it, it hasn't lost it. It's still, it's still amazing, and what what everyone managed to do, and obviously Tyler did an awful lot of it, but what they all managed to do was just astounding. Just the amount of achievement, the amount of I can't put into words how ridiculous it is what it is that they've done, and. Obviously, nowadays, it's also got a few more things, like a certain dust frame and a <laughs> bit of lag manipulation. But I'm, Yeah, you've you've contributed to, like, your favorite task, so... Yeah, get, I got to add little bits to it, which is pretty amazing. It's something that I didn't really expect when I was new to this. I never thought I'd ever get a chance to really take a crack at improving one key, but there we go. Sometimes it just works out. Yeah, especially with something like that to that level. Like, that's already been optimized to such a degree, and you managed to save one frame by adding dust? Yeah. What? I How mean, does that work? When did I save that? That Was was that in 2018 that I did that? It's That's the last input frame that's so. been saved so far. But, yeah, I saved it by adding dust to manipulate Mario's quarter steps within the frame. It's it's complicated. You'd have to check out the description in the video. I'd like to make a commented video, commentated video on it one day, but that's another one, that's another one on my to-do list, and I'm already getting people nagging me for part two of the tutorial series, so I guess <laughs> I'm going to have that. to prioritize. Not ju- it's not just you. It's nowhere near just you, but yeah. I do love me some Java. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, so that was good. Good to know that you've been able to contribute to your favorite test. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty steep level of dang. I wish I could do that. All right, so now here we are. We're onto the home stretch. We're down to the last couple of questions, and these are the patron questions from the Wikipedia patrons. Uh, thank you all of you for uh, contributing to Wikipedia. Um, first question from Lolith. Um, which Yukikopedia Uki- article is the best? Which one do you like the most? 
this is where I'm going to have to apologize for the fact that I haven't really, I haven't read that many of them yet. But what has, uh, what has taken my interest particularly is the, there's a lot of archival in there. Partic- I read about uh, the Jolly Roger Bay chest star. It's the one I, I currently actually have that one, but which may or may not be the reason why I read it. But uh, it does have a, it describes in, you know, it has a long detailed history of all of the different incremental improvements of it and things like that. And articles like that, I think, because a lot of that information would just get lost otherwise, but it's cool to see how these things have slowly been whittled down and optimized. Yeah, like the big history questions. I've always been a big fan of history myself as well. Yeah, it's interesting to see how all of these old skips worked, how we got to where we are now. I mean, Mario 64 wasn't always at the point where we just we had full decompilation where we had Stroop to analyze everything in minute detail. We just had to guess things off MHS and hope for the best and just tra- and that- discover things the old-fashioned way. Yeah, that's... I'm so glad we have tools now. It's so yeah. it's so useful. Particularly the Lua script, the input direction script, which automatically finds the correct direction to point a joystick because manually aiming the joystick every single frame got tedious fast. Yeah. Tassing, big shout-outs to MK Dasher for that. Yeah. Tassing is a lot more fun thanks to that. Does, didn't he add, like, a .99 thing onto that, too? Yeah. I, I believe... I believe it was a SM64 expert that did that. Ah. Either way, that's... The fact that you can just make that do that is so nice. Yeah, it's really good. Alright, next question. This is a question from the person that was interviewed last time, uh, Josh Duman. Uh, what are the biggest projects you've been involved with, like specific task projects and such? You've already talked about one key, so try to think of something like different than that, I guess. Um, I mean, there's, there's big projects I've been involved with, but I've probably not contributed that much to them. I think the biggest one, well, the biggest two that I've contributed to are the uh, Vanilla 120 star, which obviously that's 120 star full game. It's a work in progress that is kind of stuck at the moment because of a certain Bob on Battlefield 100 coins, which requires so many uh, stupid things to be done right that it becomes nigh on impossible to execute, but Anyway, I guess Don't you I, just love Bob 100. Yeah, I guess I've contributed a bit to that, but the other one as well is the Star Road 130 star task. That's the 100% of that particular hack. And when I said earlier that vanilla stuff was really optimized down to you know down to perfect levels, and I said that ROM hacks weren't, well, Star Road is the big exception to that. Star Road is probably more optimized, but I've contributed. I've done a couple of things. I've contributed occasional ideas to it and stuff like that. I've not really got I've not got many inputs left in the run that haven't been improved again, but um I did contribute to that. So There you go. And that that's gonna be amazing when it's done there. Uh, just What's the progress going on that? Uh I can't remember exactly how many stars it's on. It's still being worked on. They just they've done most of the stars, but it's the one hundred coin stars and stuff like that which take a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> Anything as bad as Bob on Battlefield 100 coins? It's not quite that bad, fortunately. It's just it's just about tolerable. It's just a lot of things. That's but... good. Oh, man, Bob 100. Grr. 
Yeah. yeah. Need to get that one done at some point. Hopefully this summer, if, if everyone's all in quarantine and things like that and nobody's going out anywhere, maybe we'll maybe we'll all have time to just get it done. You assume we go out to begin with, Dave. That's a good point. <laughs> okay. So that was cool. I do. I am actually heavily looking forward to the Star Road 130 Star Task. I know Nis has specifically put in a ton of work into that. Yeah, Dargos and Nis. Been, Dargos and Nis, yeah. Those two particularly have just been doing ridiculous amounts of work, and I've seen the I've seen the work in progress of it so far. And believe me when I say it's probably the most spectacular task overall, like ever. It's whoa! It's astonishing. It's just as a as a hundred percent full game task, it is so far it is just so perfect and it is full of amazing strategies. Even things that don't come up in vanilla. I'm I'm not going to spoil any of it, but I mean they would kill me hmm. if I spoiled it. But there's there's amazing stuff. Just get hyped. Get it's I've it might be a year away from completion, but get hyped now and keep that hype Dang. up. For, I'd hype for an entire year. That's a tall order, Devo. This better be the best <laughs> task of all time. It's good. Trust me, it's good. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm I'm personally looking forward to that myself. All right. On to the next question. This is a question from Macrofe. Um, do you think any new major glitches will ever be found in Super Mario 64? Um, that probably depends on your definition of major. I mean, if you're thinking like the massive stuff, the sequence breaks, things like the particularly PUs was probably the last notable one I'd describe on that kind that just sort of that just sort of completely destroys the game in a lot of different places. But do I think another one of those is lying around? I'm not entirely convinced at this point. We've mostly ruled out arbitrary code execution stuff, but and there's just been enough analysis that there's probably not another one of those, but at the same time there's I still think there's gonna be plenty more useful glitches. Maybe some that'll save A presses, some that some more that save time. There's probably another star bounce cancel type thing lying around that'll just improve a couple of niche things, but yeah, I'm optimistic. Hmm. That's a pretty good mindset. What if you could do time stop? Okay, I'll stop. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty good Parallel Universes has basically been the last like really big glitch. You were right about that. Um, before that, I can't even really think of the last big glitch to be found. For those kind of sequence uh, breaks, is probably just BLJ, really. That's the one that... that I mean, BLJ is responsible for literally every other sequence break at this point, other than Mips Clip, which was out, outdone by, by BLJ anyway. And two BLJs. Yeah. <laughs> outdone by two BLJs now. Yeah. The, um. Yeah, so that's a pretty good mindset. I really hope we do eventually get arbitrary code execution Same. and not just because I bet $20 that it would happen. <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully I don't have to pay Mr. Cheese. Um, anyways, on to the last Patreon question. This is from Lollith. Another question from Lollith. Um, if you've ever wanted to get someone into the technical side of Super Mario 64, where would you start and how would you explain things like parallel universes or cloning to someone who has little knowledge on the subject or concepts? That is a difficult question. There's, I mean, I, I would start by directing you to the relevant Pan and Kike videos because obviously he explains things. He explains things very well already. And as I say, Watch for Rolling Rocks is pretty much what taught me about 
parallel universes, and there's other videos that have taught me similar things to that, but um, in terms of actually explaining it myself, I'm not entirely sure there's an easy way to describe how I do that. Probably just with a big old essay explanation, I try to phrase it in ways that make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. don't really know how to describe in detail how exactly I'd go about that, but it probably depends on the person. It depends on how much they know already, like, of what background they're from. If they're from a programming background, then sure, you could just throw out the parallel universes are just an overflow, but yeah. if, if they're not from that, then you have to start from the beginning, say. And also use diagrams. Diagrams are good. Things I know when I've had to explain things like glitchy wall kicks or quarter frame grinding or something like that, I've often resort to diagrams and they're the it's the only way you can do it. You just a, a picture's worth a mm-hmm. thousand words for that sort of thing. Yeah, the more visuals help a lot more than just trying to explain it to people. Yeah, I'm sure Stick will put a visual over to just explain exactly what we're talking about right now. No, big shout outs to Stick. Thanks, Stick, for all these videos you're putting out. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Stick. Thanks, Stick. <laughs> um, okay, so that was the last Patreon question. Uh, I should mention as well, uh, if you have, if you're trying to get into the technical stuff, there's not really a better place to start than the Discord and just asking people. That's also pretty good. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Yeah, you're going to get a lot more stuff there that might not even be in a YouTube video, like literally everything Bad Boot has found. Um, yeah, so that's that. So, Devo, one last question. And this question is not in the script. Is there anything else that you would want to say that I have not asked you about that you've been really wanting to answer? Um, I can't think of anything. Can't think of anything right now. There's got to be something. There's got to be one burning answer. You just want to get out. Nah, I don't think so. Uh, Subscribe, subscribe to CSZ. There we go. Yeah, who should we sub- who should I subscribe to? That's a great question. I think the answer is definitely C S Z. I mean subscribe to me as well if you want, but Yeah, you gotta to subscribe to C S Z. He does cool free Make runs. Make sure to do that. He does sick free runs, dang. Even on Twitter. He posts stuff all the time. Yeah, follow him on Twitter. And follow me on Twitter. I posted the That's where I posted the BLJ skip. That's where I posted the Stardust skip BLJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did do that fairly recently. Honestly, you did that on April 1st, and I thought it was an April Fool's joke, <laughs> I'll be honest. In my time zone, I... it was still March 31st. So, not quite April Fool's, but yeah. It's, it was close enough. I was like, dang, this is <laughs> would be really cool if I could be confident that he actually did this. I did it. I was, I was live on Twitch the whole time with about five viewers. I'm probably getting bored of the fact that I was getting slowly more frustrated trying to do this BLJ and constantly missing it until I finally did I mean, it. It is like unit perfect, right? So yeah, I wouldn't be too upset about that. And you did get it in the end, so yeah, it's actually floating point perfect because you've got to get the oh. camera to work. I don't know why yeah, that, that is. That's okay. Yeah, that's even harder. I did not think it would be that. Jeez, how did you make a setup for something that's floating point perfect? You're crazy. It's on an integer. Basically, it's the position, the exact position you need to be in is, it's an exact integer position, which if you hug a wall, that puts you on an integer position. And then it's, if you punch, Hmm. you move at 
whole number of integer speeds. So you just need to... I just needed to find a setup which allowed me to just hug a wall, punch, and then move a bit, and then punch into the into the spot, which... Yeah. it's Fortunately, the setup was easy in the end, but... Uh, yeah, I still find it quite funny that it's a floating point perfect glitch. If you move... Like point zero 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 one point triple oh one units off, the camera just decides it's not going to behave in the same way anymore, and huh. it ruins the trick. Well, that's unfortunate. At least point at least zero 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 one is a pretty good number. Yeah, I do have to say that. All right. Well, I think that was a pretty good interview, Davo. How do you, how are you feeling? Oh, uh, that was pretty good actually. I felt that was pretty fun to do. Thank, I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Well, in the meantime, I'm 1Ted59, the host. Follow me on whatever. This has been SuperDavo0001. Follow him on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, all of his relevant platforms. I'm sure Stick will link them in the description. This joke is not old by now, of course. Um, in the meantime, I'll see you guys next time. Say bye, Davo. See ya. Thanks for listening.